This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 311 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. I am Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, it's my first day back to Horse Tip Daily after the World Equestrian Games. We're sorry that we had a week off here, but we're back now to a daily show, and we appreciate you listening. Uh, it was just a little tough to get them all done while doing 14 to 18 hours a day covering the World Equestrian Games and doing the 2010 radio show with my friend Samantha, who I'm going to miss dearly. Uh, we recorded our last 2010 radio show yesterday. That'll be the last one that's uh, that's on the air. All the shows will still stay there at 2010radioshow.com. If you missed our pictures from the World Equestrian Games, go to 2010 Radio Show on Facebook. We took a whole bunch of them had a lot of fun over the last two weeks. We'll be talking a lot more about uh, the World Equestrian Games and our experiences there on our last show at 2010radioshow.com, which you can find up there right now. Also, I'll be talking to Helene about it on next week's Stable Scoop radio show. So you'll find uh, that on next week's Stable Scoop. In addition, if you've been following Kathleen's wild ride across the country, she's now in Ohio, and my wife and I are going to go up and try and catch up with her the end of next week and uh, get all caught up with with Kathleen. It's been several weeks since we've spoken to her, so we're going to get her back on the Stable Scoop show to get an update as well. You can follow her at Kathleen's Wild Ride uh, right on Facebook. Well, today we're back with Rick Gore from Rick Gore Horsemanship. Rick is a trainer, a clinician, and an all-around horseman. He does some very practical tips on training and things like that. He's all about the horse teaching you about yourself, and he answers questions about horse problems and issues on several websites and writes articles for a few others, and we're always thrilled to have Rick on the show. We're going to be right back with Rick after this word from Equestrian Collections. For over a year now, we've been telling you about all the cool things happening at Equestrian Collections and the variety and selection of products they have at fantastic prices. But today, we want to talk to you a little bit about their social networking and what a community they have built on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, you're going to find that over 20,000 fans are now following Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And, and the reason is they have a dynamic community built over there. You know, on uh, most store sites, most company sites, on Facebook, we'll just promote product and things like that. That's not what happens on Equestrian Collections. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's the community sharing pictures, talking about stories, asking questions of each other. It's an active, vibrant community, like a little forum right there on Facebook. Search for Equestrian Collections on Facebook or stop over to equestriancollections.com for all of your horse and rider needs. Well, hi, Rick, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? I'm doing great. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I know is a pet peeve of yours. And it's something that's annoying. I mean, it is kind of annoying. Um, but yet I think people don't understand why it happens and, you know, that that there's a reason for it. So, so, so tell everybody what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that sheep noise or that honking or noise that horses, that geldings or stallions make. Uh, at various times when you're working with them. And, and they do it when you're not working with them. 
And it's and, usually, uh, it's, it's, that, it's that noise, just to clarify for people, it's that noise you hear usually when they're trotting or cantering um, that sounds like it, it's coming from their back end and it's kind of annoying. Well, it, it's not annoying to me because I totally understand it. I right. know it's just a natural behavior. And, and so, it, you know, it's annoying if you, if, you, if you look at it as a negative. But if you think like a horse, like my website, uh, thinklikeahorse.org, if you think like a horse and you understand why a horse is doing that, it's perfectly normal and natural, and you can actually use that as an indicator or key as to what you're doing with the horse and how the horse is communicating with you and what he's trying to tell you and maybe what you're doing that you didn't realize you were doing to cause that. Now, and, let's start with what the, the let's start uh, with what the basic misconception is. The rumor and the misconception out there is that his sheath needs cleaning, and that's the reason it happens. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. In my life. I know, but it's, so that's what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, that horse is talking. You need to clean his sheep. Look, that <laughs> has nothing. To, horses make that noise, uh, he, he, I, and if and people don't believe that, because there's people out there that you know, I've told this, and they're like, no, I don't believe it because I know when it's dirty, it does it. Yep, you exactly. Believe that the next time your horse does it, you go clean it, and then go back and do what you were doing, and your horse will make the same noise. Because it has nothing to do with cleaning it. it. It's it's a trapping of gas, or it's like a grunting or straining. And horses have so many large muscles in their area that you know it, it's. And stallions use it to gain attention. When you let a stallion or a study horse or or a high gelding that thinks he's a stallion or a proud cut gelding out in the pasture, when he goes in a new pasture, he's going to be making that honking noise. And normally, when you hear it you'll also see a behavior, and it will be a proud, it will be a resistance, it will be some sort of behavior that the horse is trying to tell you, either I don't want to do this, either I'm stronger than you, I'm trying to impress you, I'm trying to get attention. And, and, and they do it, I think they do it intentionally. Uh, it's somewhat unintentional cause because if we put stress on a horse, we can cause it to happen. And I'm not sure if a horse does that intentionally, uh, maybe to ward away uh, predators or to warn that he's getting irritated or to threaten something that doesn't know what that noise is. Because it's a very distinct, I've heard it described as a honking. Yeah. I've heard it described as a squeaking. And it's just that grunting, honking kind of, um, and, and you know, whether it's a trapped air that's released. Uh, some people will say if they trapped air in the sheath area, and when the horse contracts his penis up and causes that good contraction in the sheath area, it causes that grunting or trapped air, and it's a released air, and it's from tension. And I agree, it does happen with tension, but, uh, but it, it, what it doesn't happen is because of the sheath is dirty. And when a horse is grunting or honking or making that noise, you need to be careful what you're doing. If you're making the horse work and it's in pain, he may do that. He may do that to be trying to show dominance. When I, when I try, if, if my uh, Mustang, who, who is a proud cut, kind of still thinks he's a stallion Mustang, and he was caught in the hills of Nevada, very, very steady, very stallion-y. It, if I lunge him around mares, he will honk. If I lunge him with no mares, he will not honk. If, when I let him out in pasture and there's mares in the pasture, he honks as he takes his first few steps in, gets his head high, throws his head, flashes his mane, gets all puffy, sticks his tail out to kind of say, hey, the big dog's in the pasture. The king is here. I'm here. Pay attention to me. You better pay attention to me because I'm worthy of your respect or I'll make you pay attention. And that honking is a very communication thing to, to mares. You won't hear a mare honk too much. 
every once in a while you'll hear it, but mainly that's a gelding thing, and it's a stallion stud thing. So when you're working your horse, if he's honking and people will say, well, you know what, the judges marked me down because my horse is making that noise and I can't stop him. You can stop him, but, but you can't make him not do it. You can stop doing what you're doing to cause it. And normally when people get in shows or they're trying to perform, they get a little tense. They maybe get a little tighter on the bit. They get more forceful with the horse because they want them to do it right. They're trying to impress the judges. They're not working necessarily on that communication with their horse. They're trying to win a medal or impress the judge, and therefore they start ignoring their horse, and the horse will start giving a little resistance. Or if the horse doesn't like what he's doing, he will honk as a sign of protest. So that honking noise is usually built with either tension, fear, protest, or trying to flash a mare. So it's just one more communication thing that people sometimes want to see in a narrow box. And with horses, it's always about the big picture. Everything affects everything else. You know, that honking is one thing. But where his tail is at, is his tail active or is his tail low? Is his tail straight up? Those are all means different things if he honks depending on the position, where's his head? Is his head down low? You're not going to see a horse honking when he's standing still, eating relaxed. They won't do it because they're not trying to impress. They're not trying to poke chest. They're not doing anything. They don't, they don't do it. When you go out and move a horse, you round pin, you lunge, you make him do something that he doesn't want to do, you put him in an arena, you start putting pressure on a bit, you're trying to really focus on what you're doing, that's when you're going to get that honking noise, and you need to realize when you get that, Maybe you're causing it by doing something, and can can you think like a horse and figure out, okay, is there a way to get the same result without raising his tension or his fear or his protest level, and see if he'll communicate without doing that. And if you work on yourself, your horse will always get better. People are always trying to train their horse. If you train yourself and work on yourself and your horsemanship, your horse always gets better when you get better because it's never the horse's fault. Okay, and that's that's the big thing I try to push, and I, I have that theme consistently on my website and all my articles it's never the horse's fault they are only reaction to what we do and how we do it and when we put too much pressure or we do it the wrong way or we don't set them up to succeed that's when we get problems and that's when people want to blame the horse and when i hear somebody blaming a horse i go hey horse is only a reflection of what we do if we do it right the horse does it right if we show compassion and understanding the horse will show compassion and understanding if we fight and argue a horse will fight and argue. They are only a reflection in the mirror of us, and if you're calling your horse stupid, then you know what? I always look at the person and go, it's not the horse that's stupid. <laughs> well, man, and what you're going to find is those same people probably treat their kids the same way, unfortunately, in a lot of cases. And you're, you're exactly, and, and horses are just like kids. You know, you people want to think that horses are, you know, stupid horse. He knew that door was there, and he reared up and hit his head. No, he didn't. You know, you, you wouldn't put a kid next to an open fire, a two-year-old, and say, you know what, if he sticks his hand in there, it's his own dumb fault. He doesn't even know what fire or heat is. But yet people have, will have no problem blaming a horse for rearing in a trailer or rushing through a door and cutting himself or running through a sharp area because he doesn't know. He's like a, he's like a two-year-old kid that doesn't know. You can't say, hey, there's a door above you, don't rear. He doesn't know what that means. And understanding that, you know, if you treat a horse like a kid, you have to protect them. You have to kind of make things horse-proof, kind of like you've got to make your house two-year-old proof if you've got a two-year-old running around. It's, it's understanding that horses really need that, that understanding to, to make them good. And, and when you're good and you prepare right and you do good, your horse is good. And when you have good parenting skills and, and you keep your, your house, you know, kid-proof, your kid's not going to get in trouble. Can we do it? No, we're going to fail, and we're going to make some mistakes, and our horse and our kids are going to get hurt, and they're going to learn some tough lessons. 
But we have to be cognizant of that and always working, though. You know what? We have to. We are the protector. We're the owner of this horse. And the only reason a horse is in any situation he's in is because people have put him there. A horse is never in any situation unless we've locked him up. We forced him in a trailer. We put him in a dark area. We made him walk by sharp objects. We put him in a fence or a pasture with square corners, and he got caught. It's never the horse's fault, and that's a big thing that I like to push. And when people start looking at it that way, they grow. Their horsemanship grows. They stop blaming the horse. They start taking responsibility, and then they start developing a relationship, and the horse says, you know what? My owner understands me. And I like that, and we, and I can trust him, and I can have confidence in him, and I know he understands me, and he's not going to set me up to fail, and he's not going to put me in a situation I get hurt, and he's not going to force me to do something that I don't know or I'm not comfortable with. He's going to take the time and patience to show me and help me understand, and that's when you really get great relationships with horses and you understand the potential on how good and close and understanding those great creatures can be. Well, that's great. You know, that's the best explanation I've ever heard, really, of the whole sheath noise uh, topic. And I think a lot of people will have learned learned something today by listening to this. And there's, of course, a ton more information on your website about all kinds of topics relating to the horse. And they can find you at thinklikeahorse.org, which is a great name, by the way. Um, and, you know, and you also do a ton of YouTube videos, too, if people want to see the video versions of really what we talk about. Absolutely, and I, and I try to, you know, if I work with a troubled horse, or I use my horses a lot because I know what the reaction is going to be, and it helps send a message. But, you know, w- watching a video and watching someone else do something can can really help. Uh, you know, watching people do the wrong thing can even help you if you realize it's the wrong thing. Problem is, a lot of people out there, you know, a saying I have is, "In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king." And and in the horse world, you got a lot of people who are blind running around just looking for help because they're rescuing and they're new to horses. And there's so much to learn about horses, and it takes so many years. Most people are pretty blind when they get into it. So they're always looking for that one eye. And every right, barn right. has somebody that has just a little bit of information, and then they start telling all these people. And because nobody else knows, they believe and buy into that. Don't do that. There's so much information on your horse tips, on YouTube, on websites. Do your own research and be responsible to learn your own, and don't just take because somebody tells you something and because they've owned a horse for a year or they've owned a horse for two years and you're new. Don't take that as gospel. Learn and and, and educate yourself so you become a good horse person. You don't have to depend on other people telling you. You'll know from your own experience, knowledge, education, and research. All right. Well, thank you very much. That's thinklikeahorse.org. Thanks to Rick for joining us. We really appreciate that. And remember, you can see his bio and all the links on our website at at horsetipdaily.com. You can also drop me an email at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. We're glad you're back and we're glad you're listening. We'll be back here every day. The World Equestrian Games only comes around once every four years. Thank goodness it's a long 16 days, but was a heck of a lot of fun. And we hope you enjoyed our coverage of the World Equestrian Games. And don't forget you can subscribe to the show through iTunes or Zune and get the daily tips automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.